Good day, everyone, and this is Andrew Finch, and I want to thank you for joining me for today's podcast, Time Out with Pastor Andrew. For those that may not know who I am, my name is Andrew Finch, and I am a pastor in the United Methodist Church and the Great Plains Annual Conference, which covers the state of Kansas and Nebraska. I'm glad you joined me for today's Time Out, and just for those that are new to the show, uh, the reason Time Out came into existence is primarily because life can be hectic at, at various corners of, uh, of life. Uh, we're, we're searching and we're going and we're always on the move. Uh, but Time Out was, op- was uh, created for us to basically get together uh, for 15 minutes out of the day to take a Time Out. Many people don't know that before I became a pastor, I was actually a basketball coach for an eighth grade girls and boys basketball team. And sometimes as a coach, I would call a timeout, not because I wanted to, but sometimes the players needed it to regroup and to reorganize. Uh, They stopped focusing on the game and they were playing the other team's game. This option, this podcast was created for us to stop in the midst of our busy days and take 15 minutes just to have a small devotional to realign, to regroup, and to refocus as disciples of Christ. And so I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Time Out uh, with Pastor Andrew. Uh, Today's episode is really uh, about managing our time as disciples of Christ. As I said in the introduction, time is one of those things that we can't get back. And sometimes time is constantly moving, and we're trying to figure out how time Uh, can stand still for us to catch up and to actually live the life that we want to live. But time has a way of getting ahead of us. Sometimes it's moving at rapid speed, and sometimes it feels like it's moving at a mundane pace. But time is not always on our side. But as disciples of Christ, we are called to use the time wisely that we have as disciples of Christ, to not only uh, to live our life, but to also use the time for the kingdom of God. Today's scripture quote that I want to leave you with comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. And it reads as thus out of the New International Version of the Bible. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one who you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews were trying to stone you, and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, 
He went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he's asleep, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking about death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was moved deeply in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the, the sister of the dead man, by this time there was a bad odor, for he had been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. 
The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. You know, it's interesting to note that in the midst of life, there is times that our time seems like it's a dead situation. And while we are living this life that God has given us, we are still in charge by God to manage our time in the most effective way. But sometimes time has a way of showing us what we think we should see instead of trusting in God to see us through. You know, many of us are at work right now or uh, just being done with dropping off kids to daycare, or maybe you're on a break from lunch, or if you are in between meetings, you have been running around and sometimes wondering where is the beauty, where is the joy that God is supposed to give me to get throughout this day. I want you to ponder this concept that even though the situation around you may seem bleak, maybe your day has been filled with stress, maybe you've been dealing with turmoil and strife in relationships with either coworkers or families or even with uh, neighbors, whoever it may be in your life, this is an opportunity to realize that sometimes the dead situations of time is really the opportunity for us to lean and trust in God to bring us through. You see, in our devotional today, we hear Mary and Martha that wanted Jesus to react on their time instead of his time. Mary and Martha knew that their brother was sick and it was prior to his death. But Jesus, upon hearing about Lazarus, said these simple words that this will not end in death. Sometimes for us as disciples, we need to realize that we, we trust God to truly see us through and move in our lives, that sometimes there's a period of waiting that must commence as disciples to church God to show up. And as I would say in the Baptist church, show out. Sometimes this period of waiting is not just for us to lean on God, but it's also to show the glory of God revealing himself through the time and space of our lives. See it this way. If Jesus had shown up when Mary and Martha wanted him to show up, the people would not have seen Jesus to truly be the son of God sent from God but truly a guy that could have just fixed our everyday problems. But it was through seeing that Lazarus was dead for four days, wrapped in the ceremonial burial cloths so of the cloth around his face and the linens around his hands and feet, that the individuals knew that this had to be someone special to be able to react to his voice and to pull the dead out of the grave. For us as disciples of Christ, we know that Jesus truly is the author and finisher of our faith. We know he is the creator God, the, the one who came uh, ex nihilo, um, created out of nothing this world and created this world. We know that God has the abilities to help us through the time and space we have. 
But sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes we have to trust that the situations may be bleak and dismal at best, but we know that God is always up to something if we just allow him to be. Sometimes in this life, managing our time is really managing our faith and expectations that God is still in control. You know, I've had to really lean on that these past few months in the midst of this coronavirus. At first, I was okay. But the longer this coronavirus pandemic goes on and the hearts and minds of his of God's people are at uh, divisive natures and um, the rhetoric on both sides of the aisle starts infiltrating, my heart has grieved for his people. But I'm now to the point where we are trusting God to really show up in the midst of this bad time in the American history and really show up to solve the situations, to solve the, the, the illnesses, and to show out to prove that he is truly the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. During this devotional, I hope you take some time in the midst of your lives, that whatever is ailing you, whatever is, that is troubling you, whatever is stressing you out, that I pray that you will utilize the scripture of Lazarus to remind us that dead situations can come back to life if we just trust and believe in Jesus. This is your episode for uh, this week on trusting and managing our time well in Christ. For this last minute and five seconds, let's take time to do what I call some breathing exercises to realign and regroup ourselves. As you're sitting here listening to the sound of my voice, I pray that you will try to clear your heads, your hearts, and your thoughts of everything that is distracting you right now. Try to hear the breathing that is going through your body. As you breathe in, Experience the Spirit of God coming within your body. And as you breathe out, expel all the negativity, the stress, the turmoil that you may be carrying on through your day. Feel the Holy Spirit indwell within you and breathe the good news that comes with waiting on Jesus. As you realign and refocus yourself for your day, may God's blessings be upon you. May God's peace be with you and wait and may God's waiting show you how God loves you and will rescue you from all that comes about in your life. I want to thank you for joining me today for our 15-minute devotional. What's great about Time Out is that uh, we have broken up the episode into two segments. Uh, the first is a quick 15-minute devotional 
followed by that, um, you can stay on just a little while longer uh, as we dialogue and discuss some prayer and some meditative techniques to help us continue on, on the journey. So after this sponsorship viewing, uh, we'll be back online for our second part of our episode, uh, prayer and meditative practices to keep us fueled and going uh, for our daily journey. Welcome back to Time Out with Pastor Andrew, and I am Andrew Finch, a United Methodist clergy member of the Great Plates Annual Conference that covers all of Kansas and all of Nebraska. Uh, for our second uh, segment of the day uh, about spiritual self-care and spiritual practices uh, that we can take on as believers of Christ as we leverage ourselves to harness the spiritual good that we uh, are striving for in this life of discipleship. Spiritual care and what I call spiritual self-care is a personal growth habit that disciples need to take upon themselves to practice in order to realign, regage, regroup, uh, to focus our efforts and our day-to-day -day task that we have. Uh, spirituality is almost similar to uh, this illustration and example. A car that you may be driving uh, right now as you listen to this podcast or a vehicle that you may own can only last on a tank of gas for a certain amount of time. If you want the car to continually go past that certain, certain uh, tank of gas, you have to refill the tank in order for the car to continually move in its optimal condition. Without any gas, the vehicle is at a standstill. Uh, for us in the life of discipleship, uh, without our spirituality and the spiritual self-care that must take place within our hearts and our souls, uh, we are left stranded uh, to navigate this life we are called to live in. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been realizing more and more each day that this world has a way of draining all the energy, um, positive energy, positive vibes, whatever you would uh, coin the term as, uh, has a way of draining us completely empty. And it is our job and our responsibility as disciples to continually find ways to put fuel in our tank so that we do not get weary in our well-doing. Uh, for us as disciples, it is more than just coming to church on a Sunday, um, but it's the work that we do Monday through Saturday that gives us an essence the fuel to live the, the plan of discipleship out each and every day. Uh, so this topic of spiritual self-care is one that I am starting to really talk about with those uh, that are in my sphere of influence uh, about what are we doing uh, to leverage um, self-care practices in order for us to refuel, recharge, and realign ourselves uh, with our obligation and duties as disciples of Christ. And so for what I'm going to propose um, is every episode we're going to focus on one uh, spiritual self-care tip or um, practice that maybe you would be interested in practicing 
Um, and maybe you won't. Um, maybe in another episode, you'll hear another practice that may be more in tune with your personality and your way of life that maybe could help you, in essence, refuel, realign, and regauge. Remember, the whole purpose of this podcast is to allow us uh, this opportunity to stop what we're doing, to stop the rigmarole, stop the franticness of life, and find ways for us um, to realign ourselves with our creator, our sustainer, and our guide. And if we don't find ways of spiritual self-care, uh, we will be left wandering, uh, so to speak, in the wilderness, trying to find fuel for our daily existence. Now, I must confess that uh, if we do not find fuel, the good fuel to fuel our spirituality, what tends to happen is that uh, we will find substitutionary fuel that isn't as good uh, for our bodies, our minds, and our souls um, to take the place of what we are desperately in search on. For some, we may use uh, addictive substances, uh, gambling, pornography, sexuality, uh, alcohol, uh, pride. Uh, those types of things could take the place of the good fuel of spirituality that we need to, to live in union with our Lord and Savior. And so for this week, I want to focus on this concept of, of, of spiritual self-care. And it's really this uh, simple thing about journaling. Uh, journaling is one of the ways that uh, some may find to tap into the deep uh, parts of your heart and mind. Um, writing gives us a way of um, putting things on paper that we sometimes don't want to say out loud. The problems and the worries and those things that um, gives us anxiety and fear are all able to be put down on paper um, to allow us to see truly what we are feeling. But it's also a way for us to uh, write uh, to God, uh, write to Jesus, write to the Holy Spirit, uh, to complement our day, to ask uh, for his inspiration, for his wisdom, his knowledge, and to really submit that in writing. You know, one of the things as a, an adult I'm always told to remind myself is that if it's not written, it did not happen. And journaling is that technique that some people may find useful in their spiritual walk to be able to have a journal uh, and to designate pages of that journal for prayer needs, those things that you're really seeking God for, and to be able to visualize uh, our, our needs and our wants that sometimes get neglected by our day-to-day -day journey. Uh, sometimes you could segment parts of your journal to be uh, open writing uh, open writing to express your feelings and your thoughts about things that are going on in your life. Maybe it's a complaint. Uh, maybe it's a fear that you can uh, journal down just to, to say, God, this is what I'm going through and allow us to really be present with our own selves. This concept of writing our feelings down is a way for us to not avoid what we are going through, but to be physically, mentally, and emotionally present to ourself. Uh, sometimes I find that when we um, are living life, sometimes we can avoid situations that really are causing us trouble. 
Uh, and then that leads us down a road of depression, that leaves us down a road of anxiety, uh, and we haven't really figured out why we are feeling those ways, um, but we know that something is wrong with us. The act of journaling allows us to really tap in to the present moment and the present time of our lives to really see what is troubling, to be able to pinpoint what are those attitudes, what are those actions, what are those um, those sentiments, what are those fears that are surrounding us that we do a good job avoiding acknowledging in our lives. One of the things about spiritual self-care isn't the avoidance of, but it's the acceptance of and allowing our spirituality to play in to our day-to-day life. You know, so many people would like to avoid the reality. Many people would like to avoid uh, the reality of trauma and avoid the reality of sadness as if it did not happen. But one of the things God calls us to is to not just avoid, but to take up those issues. uh, As the scripture says, to take up your cross daily while following him. Sometimes those burdens and those crosses that we have been given through life, sometimes uh, accepting our own responsibility of why we're carrying those crosses, or maybe accepting the fate of what others have placed upon our shoulders with the cross, allows us to truly be present and allows us to rely on not only our abilities, but allows on Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior to get us through those situations. My mama used to always tell me that life is not always peaches and cream and roses and dandelions, that sometimes life is hard. And when we realize the hardness and the realities of life, that's when we can start to lean on our spiritual practices to get us through those low points, those uh, valley experiences that we have. The one great thing about journaling, uh, as David says, reminds us that when we write those downs, uh, we will not be alone. The 23rd Psalms has said, uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. When we write and we come to a partnership Uh, with our Lord, that's when we can see uh, his work uh, come into fruition in our lives. It it reminds us of our own limitations, that we can't solve everything by ourselves. Uh, Sometimes journaling points us not only to other people, but kind of sharpens us to remind us of where we have fallen short the decisions that we've made that have led the consequences that we're living in right now. Journaling really makes us be honest and upfront with ourselves. So sometimes journaling can be done in in many different ways. Some people will wake up and start to journal before they get up out of bed, before they brush their teeth and take a shower and begin their day, they begin their morning journaling their thoughts. People like me uh, are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. We like to take about 30 minutes um, at the end of our day before we go to bed to recall everything that we've gone through, to recall our actions, recall the uh, emotions of the day, 
and really trusting that God will use that time to recall to mind those things that are separating us from him and separating us from accepting the faith uh, that we profess to, to, to embode ourselves. So whichever plan you may choose, journaling is one of those self-care practices that allows us to really tap into our heart and our minds and become present with the realities of our day, but gives us a private way, uh, a private singular way of asking God to see us through that which we're writing for. As we prepare to get going for this day, I want to thank you for tuning in for this uh, first episode of Time Out with Pastor Andrew. Uh, this podcast will be done on a weekly basis. And remember, it's done in two segments. Uh, the first 15 minutes is a quick devotional to get our hearts and minds uh, realigned for the day. And the second phase of the second part of our episode will always be a spiritual self-care technique that maybe you could utilize to help realign, refocus, and regroup yourself to live the life that God has for you. Until next time, I want to wish you all of the blessings, all the goodness that God has prepared for you and your life. And I pray that you'll use these moments uh, to focus your life and to, to separate uh, from the realities of this world and to truly trust God to see you through your day-to-day -day life. Until next time, this is Pastor Andrew. God's blessings be upon you. Have a great day.